Hey folks, welcome in the Pro Football Ireland live from Las Vegas, uh, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in the Mandalay Bay Convention Centre for Super Bowl 58. Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, Mr. Jason Hayes, presented by 888 Sport, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. We've made it, lads. After all the crack, after everything going on, we have made Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Uh, the first ever, Mark, Irish outlet to have a dedicated table presence here. We're beside our friends at TalkSport. is really cool as well, so shout out to them. And Mark, just a massive thanks to the NFL for making this moment possible. Not for us, but for people that support the NFL across the island of Ireland, both north and south. Absolutely. Um, it is wild to be live back home in Ireland and wherever else has been watched. But yeah, like we've been counting down to two o'clock all day. It's obviously the end of a bank holiday. I don't know if everyone's having a Monday scaries after well, the bank holiday weekend. <laughs> partial, <laughs> partial bank holiday. For, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stand up for the lads and uh, up at home as well. I'm joking. So, I'm, I'm jealous you boys of a bank holiday. So yeah, and look, everyone's after enjoying their long weekend. Hopefully we'll be able to make the uh, week a bit shorter. Could be shorter. Just checking, just checking you know, because we're such noobs. Just checking the audio is working on this. We are, we're live, as you can sense. If anybody has a question, get it in. YouTube or X, we can put the comments on the screen. We've got loads of people watching along right now. A massive welcome. Jason, Kajay Martanzi, lad, what's the crack? All good, yeah, all good. Um, you guys will be a bit more familiar with this, having uh, been in Phoenix last year, but this is all new to me. Um, and it is just, you know, it, it's still relatively quiet or so I'm told I mean it seems fairly hectic to me how have you found it though like like, are you in like you sort of overawed or are you like oh my god this is amazing Like, it is kind of a bit just surreal at times to be honest you know as soon as we walked into the hotel this morning Chris Sims just strolls past us and it's just you know <laughs> you've probably become a bit numb to it after a while but all these faces that we're used to watching and consuming their own content um, we're just all in it together right now on, on Radio Row and it's just uh, yeah it's fantastic we walk from one hotel to the next because we have no idea but all of these things blend <laughs> into one and we finally find our way we should have asked them how to get here 100% we are live each day approximately 10 o'clock Ireland just depending on that uh, from Monday to Friday this week we're also going to have an additional presence at Open Night tonight which takes place at Allegiant Stadium uh, Dara's has a few pictures looks Mark, the stadium looks class. Yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, it, it looks it looks <laughs> class, but uh, like we said, uh, and yes, this podcast, if you listen to it, it's that uh, people are starting to trickle in a bit more and more, and today definitely felt a bit more American football-y, NFL-y than it did even two nights ago. Okay, so the Super Bowl is on Sunday night, and we're going to try and have a couple of guests today. It's a bit mad here, the everyone's getting set yeah, up. Yeah, so, so like, like, mad doesn't even do it justice. Maybe we don't want to let people in behind the scenes, but hopefully we might have one or two people popping in. We may have Maybe that guy might come on there behind yeah, yeah. us. Hey, if, crack. If, if you know it's gone against us, if we have to go with the puppet that was an American's got talent. <laughs> <laughs> Who, oh, hold on, for, just for the both of you, who's the most random person you've seen today like, in terms of, like, you know, I see Michael from Love Island, the Skyser. Who did you see? Um, is it next to us actually there's a Boston Marathon survivor bombing survivor uh, he was really really cool to talk story, to yeah. so uh, I mean I don't want to that was the, that he was running he was really cool to be able to speak to him Jason have you seen the one yet? keep my eye out it's um, fairly American football focused right now we've got a big bounty thing uh, behind the camera hey, no, where no, they're giving away we're not going. talking about like the chocolate bar I think that's called something different at home no we haven't called uh, Bounty Bounty does plenty yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bounty. I don't, I don't one wife does plenty oh, plenty plenty that's plenty. it yeah yeah but we got some free chicken wings we've been watching people throw kitchen paper through a hole all day the chicken people are like can you show up this but the chicken wings were genuinely 10 out of 10 like literally the whole of Radio Row queued up to get it that's the crack I will say this before we jump into some topics ahead of this there is a commissioner's press conference taking place in about 50 minutes and we expect substantial news to be announced which we can't talk about 
Oh, so we can't talk about it. What's the one thing you want to hear Roger say? I'd love him to talk about Ireland. Just talk about the Steelers and what they've done. But imagine he went, Dublin. Dublin, baby. It's not, not going to happen. You can see <laughs> on the table there, we have the king and the Taylor Chris. I think if we asked him for a definitive answer, our job here would be done. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to give a public props to you, Mark, uh, for these poker chips. They look class. It's, like, it's just, it's mad. Yeah, shout out. We'll be giving a few away. I know that we had them for the Dublin show the other day, or I had them at least at home, and I wanted to be able to give them out. But sure, if you're following along, you already know where to find us. <laughs> these are for other people other than you. But yeah, look, there's been a couple of DMs uh, asking to get one or two. They're nice keepsakes for ourselves. So if we've any left, yeah, they'll uh, go to some nice homes in Ireland. Let's have a bit of crack. And folks, again, you can get involved live. Just go to YouTube or X and comment in. And for people listening on the podcast, a special welcome to you as well. I sound like I'm on an easy jet Ryan Air flight. <laughs> I've already seen we got a question about uh, the oh. Irish. The Irish, <laughs> check out the Irish place, Rira Irish pub. I mean, if we, if we make it that far, <laughs> we'll tell you how Rira. And apparently, like, it's not even that far from here. Like, that was we, Jeff Roster. Somebody said it's the best pint of Guinness in Vegas. And while we're on that topic, Mark bought three pints of Guinness. <laughs> the bear is low, so uh, fair. On Saturday night, and they were given to us, and they weren't even pint glasses, like plastic, plastic cups. cups. Jesus. I mean, war uh, crime? Only, only $45, though, so a real bargain there. $45. Someone else that paid uh, uh, 75 you said, for four drinks, so he was the one that was really ripped off. Jason, war crime or non war crime? I mean, like, that's where I'm at. Yeah, it was just everything wrong with it, about it, as you could imagine. It was warm as well. I've never had such a warm Guinness in my life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I stocked up in the airport before we came here. So I'll, I'll survive the week without it. Let's get straight into it, folks. Again, do feel free. We, we want to bring it as close to you as possible. Do feel free, do feel free to contribute. Michael is jet lagged. It's three days in. Uh, we're going to make a couple of funny predictions for the week going ahead. And we're going to have a bit of crack. <laughs> uh, so this doesn't have to be like, you know, Super Bowl related in case people are living under some sort of rock the Super Bowl is on Sunday night but Mark have you any sort of fun I will win in this casino going red when Michael takes black this man has had no luck oh ah, here here no but like have you any game predictions okay we're doing here and um, game predictions though I do not know that is not the segment that we had planned no I'm sorry I interesting don't I don't know we've been in here all the time what are you talking about uh, Jason have you any funny predictions to make funny predictions um, I kind of mentioned it yesterday but my prediction is that if a cardinal's personality sits down and joins us that I will faint in front of camera like so we'll any, see if that comes true any personality the cardinals or just straight up I mean Kyler Murray is the obvious one um, we'd love to get a chance to chat to him I don't know is he in the city this week um, but you know anyone and anyone uh, I'd be you know delighted to talk Straight to up. <laughs> it's bad we've literally been in here all the time so it's been cool to see just the city being done up I think for me my sort of prediction is this I feel that something will happen in the NFL this week that takes the attention away from the Super Bowl I think Dallas Cowboys will make a move for Belichick by Friday yeah, I don't think they'll take the attention off the Super Bowl <laughs> I think it would blow up I think if Bill Belichick went to the Cowboys I think it'd be massive yeah, yeah, I think it'd be massive it would be absolutely huge I think the Cowboys Jerry Jones himself knows to just wait for next week you have all the attention that post Super Bowl week I think nobody more than Jerry Jones would love to see a reaction if there's, if there's no announcement by Friday for their defensive coordinator maybe that's it or yeah, yeah. it's interesting Jason any final ones I'm putting you on the spot anyone you haven't thought about not really to be honest um, be I, I was going to I thought this was an open question as well so I was going to talk <laughs> about our luck in the casinos because it was a disaster the last couple of days yeah definitely for um, you two boys anyway I'm, I'm just teetotal so but they're, I'm, I'm, geez, I've they're, been enjoying watching you boys to be honest with they're tricky the way they're crafted as Mark said last <laughs> night all roads point into the casinos but once you're in there it's an absolute maze trying to get out so you, you could see how 
Um, but God, I say all, all sorts of records are going to be broken this week in Vegas. Ah, it's, it's mad to see, and it's, it's just been really, really good crack so far, so I've, I've been enjoying it. Uh, let's get on to this straight up. We're going to look at sort of an introduction to, and I actually to give my last one, this, this is the joys of being live in Radio Row. I said that Travis Kelsey has asked for Taylor Swift over 15 times tonight and opening night. So the guys are going to be in like 15. 15. Uh, 15 in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Do you think everyone could ask? 50, I think it's going to be massive. We'll yeah. see. Thank we'll God see. that she didn't actually release the album yesterday. She announced an album that anyone noticed. Sent me a few times. She announced an album last night. Mm-hmm. This is where we've got to with the NFL now that we're literally at the point where it's like, oh, Taylor's just announced an album. I, I just... And you know what? This is what we're doing with this segment. We're going to acknowledge a few storylines that are going to be on all your other podcasts that you're going to be listening to this week that we have to acknowledge, I suppose. Let's get to it. I'll leave my one to last. But Michael, you do want to talk about Vegas. I want to talk about Vegas. I think it's really important because we sort of had this conversation this morning at breakfast talking around the fact that this is the first time that Vegas has a Super Bowl and you can really see that everywhere you go here. For anyone that's ever been to Vegas watching this or listening to this, you know that it's not like a normal city or like a normal town mm-hmm. anywhere you go in the States. And it's one thing when it's like that, you know, on a general day when you go to a casino or go to a pool or like a golf club or whatever. But when the Super Bowl comes here, it just feels like a different level of sort of dedication. We seen last year in Phoenix that they were getting set up on already promoting things. And just there's been so many small touches, but you find this in two or three days already that it's just... And some not so small touches as well. It's like walking out of our hotel this morning and the sphere lit up with a big, you know, Super Bowl 58 logo. Um, so Vegas goes big at times as well. It's not all subtle. Don't get don't get us wrong. It it just fe- and Mark, you sort of made that comment. You you feel like this is going to become a staple on mm-hmm. the calendar, and you you guys are both Cardinals fans. I'm just going to put it out there. I enjoyed Phoenix last year. I, I thought it was a bit of crack. You're just I, I think, I think, you, I think it'd be difficult to go from Las Vegas back to Phoenix because even last night we went for Top Golf, and it's like we didn't do anything quite like that last year. Mm. Now, last year was definitely a different setup for ourselves as well, but here there is just so much to do that we're trying to avoid to do at all whereas last year there wasn't quite the same and it's funny that you say about how the beast keeps on moving the New Orleans welcome party is over our shoulder here it's going to you be got some beads earlier on it's already some people that are looking forward to uh, 2025 so yeah it just keeps going but I think that at least New Orleans would be a better suit after Vegas but I think anyone's going to find it hard to follow up every single year but since gambling has been made a little bit more legal in America that was their excuse for not putting it here and now that they have it I think should look the place is built for it it's built for it really excited to hear what Jeff has to say about that during the week he'll be joining us from Wednesday and we're going to have some guests over the next few days as well it's quiet there's a situation at the moment Jason where a lot of the guys including some of the radio guys are checking out the stadium there's a food tour and we're just dedicated to the cause no casinos no cafes no bars radio this table is my home now we've actually got (laughs) sleeping bags underneath this apron Um, what do you want to talk about just introduction wise yeah, so look, uh, I think it would be fun to mention a few storylines because it's just these storylines always crop up Super Bowl week. Um, you know, it's like when someone's about to audition on The X Factor and they start getting all sentimental. And, you the know, X Factor? <laughs> grandparents, is that still a thing? I don't know. Um, You're a star. But yeah, one, one storyline that I've seen the last few days, and I think it's just a pretty cool one to mention, is the McCaffrey-Shanahan connection. This week we have Christian and Kyle, of course, trying to win a Super Bowl together. Um, and in a pretty strange kind of scenario, they would be, they're both the sons um, of Ed McCaffrey and, of course, Mike Shanahan, who won three Super Bowls together. Mm-hmm. So that one stood out to me as just being a fun storyline to watch, especially with the, the obvious impact that both, both those guys have had on the success 
of the 49ers, you know, uh, going all the way back to last year when Christian McCaffrey first joined. It was actually against Kansas City um, in San Francisco, and that one didn't go their way. But the impact he's had in the team since then has just been astronomical. And yeah, uh, these two guys are, are living up to their names. Absolutely. I mean, there's one thing to say, X Factor. He, it, it would be unfair to say he's the entire team. He's not, but it's almost like he's beyond an X Factor in terms of what he can do. It's just, it's almost like a cheat code. Any situation you're in on Sunday, and we'll talk about this more down the stretch, run CMC. Simple off. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, straight away, that's a bet everyone should be on. McCaffrey <laughs> to get a touchdown with the way things have been going lately. Check out either of the other friends. Mark, have you had anything you want that's to so talk funny, about? That's so funny, as we talked about Christian McCaffrey, later on in the week we're going to look at our non quarterback MVPs I'm not sure if any of those have been Christian McCaffrey but he did go off yeah look we have to acknowledge the quarterbacks it is a hot topic of conversation that is Patrick Holmes the GOAT look if he wins this he'll be 3-1 in his first few Super Bowl first four before he goes to 2-2 and two, he's trying to catch up with Tom Brady we don't want to we're not going to have the is Patrick Holmes the GOAT conversation but we have to acknowledge it on the show the other side of it is um, Brock Purdy I think Brock Purdy is in a no win situation if he goes off when he wins the game it's going to be that the questions continue about is he a viable starter or is it going to be if he loses he's he's dust look at the end of the day the game that you lose in the playoffs is going to strip everything for the rest of the offseason more like we saw all the good that uh, Lamar did in his MVP season it's how poor he was in that final game the same with Tua he finally showed cracks in that Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and signed a massive contract with the Jags. Brock Purdy, if he wins, he has that on the line, so he has a lot of money potentially down in the future to get through. But I mean, like, and maybe the homers are wrong, I suppose. I included would be in that thing that we've talked about before, and this is why we've talked about before. We've got to try and park it. That maybe he does get found out down the line, and someone like, it's oh. not always. It, it's it, like Jimmy G had his fans in San Francisco until he missed that pass in the Super Bowl, so. I hope that we don't keep on coming back to this all, all week. That's our little our little spell of doing those topics done. That's such like, that is such a soundbite because there is a scenario. There there is a you know a reality somewhere where Brock Purdy goes out and shows four interceptions. We've seen it recently. Have we seen it? I mean, it happened better weeks ago against uh, hey, Baltimore. And the weather here is perfect for it, except for it's a dome. The weather here, we have a comment there about the weather in, in Vegas is absolutely abysmal. There's a storm coming in. If this was in an outside venue. Then we be, talk. We talk hard about Brock Purdy this week because, like the slippy, he has the smaller hands. Um, yeah, so he doesn't have to go against that this week. That that was a lot to blame for the interceptions that day. That is noisy. Sorry, I hope that is not being brought up somewhere else. Shout out some of the live uh, comments coming in. Connor McSweeney from the 49ers Irish faithful saying CMC for MVP. Uh, we'll get to David Jackson's question where it says highlight of Vegas so far. Uh, we'll get to that later on in the week. Uh, Mickey Brady, Neary lad, here they are a lot. So here we are all the lads, Mickey, big time. I want to just very go off the sort of beaten track here, right? Because you mentioned a very important point there about Brock Purdy. For anyone that isn't aware, like Brock Purdy's contract is like Nothing. ridiculous. Look, we are going to talk I about mean, that for the 49 Yeah, on Wednesday. We, but it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely, what it allows them to do. Like, I, look, we've, we've said it before. He's been asked to speak English. He can speak English. We don't need to worry. Can he speak Spanish in a different... You know, like, that's how you equate it. Like, let's give like for like here. He can do... Like, if he's a game manager, what about... Look, this is why I don't want to get into it, because it's so... Talk about Wednesday. Talk about yeah, during please. the week. Uh, just no. going to go first, and then, I'll, and then I'll give my two cents. Just what you think. On the game? Uh, on, the, on the game. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about... Um, oh, uh, Sorry. We do want to talk. We're going to say how the teams are going to 
potentially win. What's the winning of the game from the 49ers? There you go. Jason, please take the four up for what is the <laughs> element? So the winning of the game for me um, is going to be the first quarter. I think the start of this game is more important than it has been in a long time. You know, uh, both teams have pride themselves on winning with the run, with the run game. Yeah. Uh, and both of their defences on the other side have shown that they are susceptible to strong run games. Uh, we haven't seen everyone take advantage of that. You know, Ravens, for whatever reason, um, didn't really go down that route against the Chiefs. But I don't think the Fort Ireland are going to make that mistake. They're going to come out heavy with the run. Chiefs are going to look to establish the run. And whoever has more success early on and can build that early lead will be able to continue with that strategy. But if you see the likes of Kansas City fall behind, then you're going to see Nick Bosa. You're going to see, you know, any name any player on that defensive line. Uh, Chase Young hasn't had too much success yet in, in San Francisco, but he could pop up. They're going to absolutely tee off on Mahomes if they get themselves in a hole. Uh, so that's the ideal scenario for the 49ers. Are we back? Are we back? Let's see very quickly. Audio, speaker. Mark, try something there, my man. Oh, I see it's loading on the old Twitter machine. Isn't this just, isn't this just the joy? Oh, we are back. Here we go. We're, We're back. back at the We're so back. Machine. Let's go. And you know what? Look, here's a VIP, VIP camera of Mark Hogan and Jason Hayes live from. We can go straight in. We looking at this live camera from Las Vegas. Nice. There we go. go. We're back, I, folks. I don't know what happened there. It's grand. Um, the joys of being live. Uh, that was scary. Wasn't it? It was okay. I don't think it was the worst. When you're playing the Niners, I, I, I think that the 49ers in that game, if the point was missed, they've given up 158 yards in the last two playoff games. Uh, granted, against good um, rushing running teams, but the Chiefs, if they get going with Pacheco, who is a monster of a runner up the middle himself, like the, the 49ers, it's because they're creating that much pressure that they're like they're just trying to get to the quarterback. But that's opening up lanes for the mm. running game. It's like if they're able, if Pacheco's able to take advantage of that, which we've seen him do, all of a sudden you're looking at Patrick Mahomes. Imagine in a week, building up to playing Patrick Mahomes. Your focus is, we have to get better at the running game. Yeah. John Lynch said that the effort wasn't there in the NFC Championship game. Effort in an NFC Championship game? That's sort of like, why, why would they step up in a Super Bowl? Like, you, like having a reset. So imagine for two weeks before playing Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl, you're looking at your run game, and all of a sudden, if, if Pacheco starts going, then it's going to open up the pass game. I yep. think it's insane. I think it's something that needs to be looked at. Which is why, why I'm starting to think about the Chiefs. Which all. is why that first uh, the start is so important. Mm -hmm. You know, if the, the 49ers offense can fix that problem for them by putting up a few scores early on, and you know, taking the run game out of the Chiefs' hands, and then you can see these guys tee off on the quarterback without that stress of Pacheco. It's massive checking. We're sure everything is live. Somebody commented saying, "Quit finding." I can't get the guy's name. <laughs> Quit finding reasons to hit on Brock. Just before the stream went off, so uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading out the comments. I know, I'm supporting Brock. I hope he's, I hope he's in, in agreement with us about Brock Birdie. I wanted to sort of, my, my mum was looking at certain plays and certain ways that the Niners look at, but I want to sort of go across a couple of things first. You mentioned the way that they came back against the Lions and how it's going to be extremely unlikely that that would happen if it was the Chiefs. I think if any team went out and made that marker so early in the Super Bowl this Sunday, it would be so hard for any team to get back and actually win a game especially when the Chiefs are so high so I completely agree with you on that one uh, it's funny because you mentioned about that Carolina Denver game we had the chance to chat to Todd Davis there a couple of hours ago he showed us his ring it's a big ring be. big oh ring be. Be. blinding um, blinding blind. the, the thing we said to Todd was great guy I think he's going to come on this week 
the last time there was a defensive MVP was that Super Bowl of Von Miller. And you just feel like, okay, both teams have got offensive weapons and guys that completely change games. Could this be the one that we're waiting for? Say this every year where a defensive guy is MVP, but going on that and talking about the comeback that the Niners had, I wouldn't go as far as saying the Niners for me were dead and buried last week or the week before at halftime against the Lions, but certainly for me, I we didn't chat during this game. I think you boys were you had the phones off you were watching it religiously so I was chatting to myself and saying to myself can they come back are they going to come we back we were going so to bed to and we said no spoilers because we're watching <laughs> I don't want to publicly tell people that I watched the game live like and there was a play in the second half where Purdy um, Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle worked together in a way which allowed and it might be basic to some football fanatics but for people that maybe aren't aware of this worked together in a way which allowed Christian McCaffrey to exploit the Lions defence there was a play where Purdy had the fake Chuschek walked up and ran up and blocked and then Kittle blocked the other guy and it allowed McCaffrey to to sort of pulverise through if you're going up against a Chiefs defence which is ranked second you need to have special players like that where you you can block certain players and Chuschek came in at a time when the Niners were looking to build a 49er way, looking to build, a, a, frankly, a, a refresh five, six years ago. And there's been insiders in the team that feel like he is overpaid in this position. But he has been beyond the dividend for his team in recent times. And I feel like the combination of the blocking that they're going to be given is, is key. You can see George Kittle not score a touchdown but in this game. They still make huge him, plays. The thing about George Kittle is they have, they're at such a luxury themselves, the 49ers, with Ayub, with Samuel and stuff. It's like that they can put Kittle on blocking. Hmm. As, as injuries hit them in other years, they would have relied on him more as a pure catcher, you know? So it's like, it's a luxurious position that they're in that they can put him out blocking, you know, which is obviously a, a bonus for them. It's going to be good. Uh, and then, but go for for just for both those guys quickly as well, their impact in the blocking game is obviously massive. There's no guy like George Kittle who can get that San Francisco team going with a simple catch, breaking two or three tackles as he's more than capable of. Uh, that's, that's something that fires up a team. And on Kyle Juszczyk, shout out to his wife, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the, 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 the arrows she's been making these last the few weeks. Lines we could have very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's flying, but... Um, but I look back at the, the last three times these guys met each other, um, the Chiefs and San Francisco, just checking the box score to see how these teams have kind of changed over the last few years. And Juszczyk's name kept popping up. Uh, nothing blow the roof off, but uh, 30, 40 yards receiving. He was the second most, the highest receiver in, in those games. Uh, and it's just so unusual for a fullback like that with the way Shanahan the, the designs plays that he can have an impact in the passing game as well. I can't wait till we talk about the Niners group. So we're, we're going to have a time this week where we talk about each team in a podcast and we're also going to have guests coming on on those same podcasts also so do bear with us. We've got a load of questions coming in. Uh, so what we'll, we'll probably talk about the next topic and we'll get a few I'll questions to wrap questions us up. maybe now. Fire in. Okay, Fire so in. if you have any more Let's questions, go. folks, get it in. I'll give a shout out to Alistair who says, you're back. We are back. Oh, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Sounds like um, your internet is still catching up there a bit, Alistair. First off, Connor's saying there's a likely scenario where Purdy goes out and throws four touchdowns. There is, Connor, but there's also a likely scenario mm. for me where, and we'll talk about this on Wednesday or Thursday, there's a likely scenario where he goes out. This is a young lad, Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'd be nervous. Just put, like, I'm I mean, looking this is, forward to seeing him later on because he's a guy that I can't quite get a feel for yet, and I think a lot of the times when we are in the fortunate position to go to the press conferences, you're able to get a feel for a person a bit more. I, I, I don't know if it's confidence. 
that I see on screen sometimes, or if it's, you know, a, not a character, but like, he doesn't always seem comfortable in front of the camera. Sometimes the answer is a bit shorter. Yeah. He says, like, the, says the right thing, he's, but he says, doesn't go too yeah, deep into it. Yeah. Script, so it's like, is he nervous? You know, can, you can sense an energy yeah. on someone, can't you? I hope he so. Can. I'm not a complete spooker. Well, he's gone from it. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone from Mr. Irrelevant to Brock Purdy MVP candidate in the space love, of a year I and a half. over under, please, of the amount of times in this room we hear he's gone from Mr. Irrelevant well, to a potential MVP in the Super Bowl. But like, his personality is going to take a while to catch up to that, yeah, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's not going to be this confident, you saw the attention type guy, like a, you know, a Caleb Williams coming yeah, out of the draft is, is going yeah. to be straight I know, away. I know for a fact last year, at one point, the Niners did not want media saying Mr. Irrelevant. They didn't like it. I can finally say that on this podcast about a year later, but I, I would presume it's the exact same. And to be fair to people watching this, the Niners are a very easy organisation to, to, to work with been very supportive to us we had Joe Celio on during the season as well but I know for a fact PR comms did not want Brock Purdy being identified as Mr. Irrelevant because he's more than that now he's come in and he's done what he's done and people will be negative people will be positive but the reality is the Niners are the team running out in the field on Sunday as the NFC champion going into Allegiant Stadium uh, Big Granny Pants what do the Cardinal boys think of the Kingsbury news oh, wow. yes to the, 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 the person behind this that is that is the guy's username Big Gra- Granny Pants there you go. Um, what he's racking like? It is wild. It is wild. The Kingsbury is back in. I read Dan Quinn saying that he, Cliff Kingsbury, is a guy that he always found hard to prepare for. So that's why he wanted him on his staff. So I, Jason, I'll, I'll let you. I think you had some interesting thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury getting in. Well, yeah, you know, he's he's actually garnered a lot of buzz this off season in terms of getting all these coordinator interviews. There was a bit of some thoughts that maybe that was to get some intel on Caleb Williams it had to be but then you have two teams fighting over you know his but I've said to you boys like it puts a seed of doubt into Chicago now with Washington sitting right there is it going to be Kyler Murray 2.0 that Cliff Kingsbury knows this guy and wants him and he's sitting there number two in the draft and the team goes and gets him it's saying to the Chicago Bears I'll keep Justin Fields he's good enough for you we've got this guy that's going to be great with Caleb Williams so there's an element of that there that it's not my guess he didn't give the job to a guy just in case they didn't want to draft him but it's very interesting. But the way that he was able to turn down the Raiders to go for Washington says that he is really hopeful to work with one of those young quarterbacks. I'm delighted to see him now in a role that he just has to look after the offense in the NFL. Yeah. Like, he wasn't able to look after the team. But we have to judge this question in December. Does his defense or his offense get found out again? It's what, what we noticed <laughs> with Kingsbury. Michael, you opened up the window for Cardinals talk here, so <laughs> there's also get a comment. Comfy, oh. There is a two-minute window. <laughs> there's a fairly second. Go, go my my biggest question marks really uh, what we saw in Arizona with Kingsbury was halfway through the season, defense set adjusting to his offense, and you know that's followed him everywhere in terms that's of having started a, adjusting. Completely figured him out, like that's yeah, the, yeah. He went off but he plate. started every season Rams strong, game, yeah. and it, if he just gets figured out. So that's the one thing I'll want to watch. Uh, you know, how will he adapt and finally overcome that hurdle? Eva, beautiful backdrop there, Jason, behind you. Look at that, Mahomes and Purdy. Talking about Purdy, Mark has said, naughty talk on Brock Lads. He's a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Now, I, 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 am, I am we're pretty here for Brock Purdy. And shout out to Mark for the lads being there last week of the event. We really appreciate the lads. Thank you for everyone that's came out, especially uh, Dublin and McGann last week. We're pro Purdy. I am so pro Purdy, and it's been evident on the podcast that it's like I don't. I'm not thinking about what his future is. I think in this offense, he's perfect. He, like he Pert. Can, 
perfect. Let's leave it because I'm, I'm making a passionate <laughs> point here for a second. I, like, I, I, I don't want to be seen as Andy Verdi. Like, I want to see him, but like, I'm also saying, like, yeah, to back up a point that Michael made about seeing his confidence and does he get shaky in the quarterback? Hopefully, we'll get a bit more intel on that uh, later on. You're, like, a, in the you're a Dolphins hater. You're a per- oh Purdy hater. The list just is growing <laughs> yeah. here. You know, fan base is attacking. This is like, this is the biggest just the way you said it, Mark. Season. It's not what you said. This is like the busiest comments oh actually the whole season. I, I was going to say I'm here. Glad like, I can't see them because I'd be like trying to reply to all We should do this at least once a week and just sit in person and do this for the crack. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Lally, uh, whose profile picture has him wearing uh, a Saints jersey, New Orleans next year. Um, Jimmy, if you DM us, Mark will post you because he's going to pay for it. A New Orleans <laughs> Super Bowl committee <laughs> pin, which is in the front. Oh, uh, Chiefs that's are like. Away. I'll have to get another one. That has to be given away. I mean, go on over and get some. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're giving off like pros. I know. Uh, we'll try and. We will. Genuinely, we'll try and get one then. Hopefully, in New Orleans, the internet mm. that we've paid such and such for will go down. I was more worried about the. Uh, I thought I was getting another round now in New Orleans or something. <laughs> like, I can pay the 150 postage for an LP. <laughs> um, Jimmy's saying the Chiefs are like the Patriots teams of old. They'll find a way to win. That's exactly it. Yeah, and that's what we'll be talking about all week. So, 100, I think that's dead on. Couldn't agree more. Jerry, about the win thing. Let's uh, let's tease this out over the course of the week. Whether they're going to win it, but they're definitely like a Patriots team of all. We'll we'll give our picks on Friday's show, which is every show's at two o'clock local, which is ten o'clock in Ireland. Just make sure you do check, keep notifications on, because there will be days like. What's happening? There will be certain days where we won't be on at a certain time. Just depends. Uh, Jared. Jarrah says, if the Niners build an early lead, are this Chiefs built, built to catch up or are we looking at a blowout? Well, if they've built an early lead, that says the Spikes defense hasn't been doing its job, so that'd be a shock. So at that point, Jay, you'd imagine the 49ers able to go on, on and win. But you're looking, I guess the team has changed so much for the, for the Chiefs, but this is still a team with Mahomes See, has been the Chiefs has been a bad way. Um, three times this year, three weeks in a row, they went scoreless in the second half. They went scoreless in the second half against Baltimore. So, are the Chiefs built to overcome it? No, they're actually not. Not right now, it seems. What do you reckon, Jay Hayes? Yeah, in terms of pressing, they haven't shown an ability to do that all year. Um, it, it, you know, coming back from those deficits and hitting on some deeper passes, scoring quicker, they, they really have, uh, I wouldn't say smooth sailing, but the playoffs have gone to plan so far in terms of getting that early start. I'm not going to write off Mahomes. Look, him and Kelsey can make magic happen in any scenario. So I'm not going to say it's dead and buried if they are two touchdowns or down or whatever. Take but me it, home. It, definitely, definitely out of the question marks uh, compared to previous Chiefs teams. Time for a couple more questions. James Kellett, I was a former James, couldn't agree more with the, with the Pacheco point. Can easily see him going for 120 plus yards and multiple TDs. Reed will continue to hammer him up the middle if it works earlier on. I, I think him and, and Rashi, we'll talk about that more down the stretch this week, but I... I agree. Paul Hope will give him a shout-out from the UK faithful. He's 500 going to a watch party at Ellen Road. Oh, and I know the lads from the Niners and Ireland are going to have a big thing as well. So shout-out to them. Shout-out Trev's watching this. Great to see you lads in the big time. Brilliant, just brilliant, my friends. This is all Mark Hogan. I just literally rocked up. <laughs> Hello to Mayo, of course. That's so and, and, and Jason as well. Mayo. Mayo. Okay, right. We've got a heap of... Right, thanks, everybody, for the comments. We're going to try and get some more in before the end. We've got another topic to look at before we do bounce. What has been the biggest development, lads, in a team that's in the Super Bowl this year? Like A lot of people, and we'll talk about this in a second, but a lot of people have talked around the differences with Kansas City. We've seen last year that the Niners were one game away from getting to the Super Bowl, and it just didn't happen for numerous reasons on that day in Philly. What's been the biggest development or biggest change for you, Mark? Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice has changed the offense for Kansas City. And it's interesting looking into it. Um, his college coach said that he was always a really smart player. 
that he was able to come back and diagnose what the defense was doing and the offensive coaches would actually use that information in game to adjust. So it was all about the transitioning period and as he started off with the Chiefs, it was obviously there is that step up. Patrick Mahomes actually made comments about this saying that Rashi Rice was coming to him asking questions. Andy Reid complimented that and said that he was backing up then by actually making the adjustments that Mahomes had said to him. And then Nagy, the offensive coordinator, said by the time he left him, by the time he left Frankfurt, he was ready to use Rashi Rice. Since Frankfurt, since the boy then in week 11. So in the first nine games, Rashi Rice was getting four and a half targets a game. That jumped up to 8.6. Almost nine. Almost double. Just under double. Let's call it double, please. <laughs> start with that. <laughs> double, double. So what, what that's done, though, is it's completely changed the offense. Because you even saw MVS there in the playoffs. Like, he's open now because players have to go on Rashi Rice I think I'll maybe talk about it later in the week about Traverius Ward but Rashi Rice lines up on the far side of the field from Traverius Ward so if the, the 49ers will have to adjust and put him maybe on Rashi Rice but you know it's all about that knock on effect of freeing up the players and like Rashi Rice has just been and they said that like they, they had to go and readjust through the um, after the boy because that's what the whole thing was you know all the drops and all that went along Rashi Rice hasn't dropped the ball in the playoffs so far and it's like that's massive what's he doing in the playoffs 25 targets 20 catches 223 yards like they're massive in the games that they played so um, just I, I think it's obvious now but obviously we have to um, we have to mention and he's a big yak yard guy he's a big yak yard guy so it's like that's what we're saying about the 49ers like he can take advantage of that kind of defense I'm just I'm laughing because I put a tweet out to promote this episode saying what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy and Will Gavin's replied back I'll be there in five minutes oh, that's so <laughs> if, if, if he does Paul if he pulls up we'll, we'll, we'll bring him in for a quick chat probably, it's probably the best day to do it to be fair uh, Will Gavin is a 49ers fan so I'd hope that 49ers we can fan. for people that haven't in. seen it he's literally got a Bosa jersey and uh, a, a Niners helmet as well if Will comes over and challenges the concept that Brock Purdy <laughs> isn't good and we're next to him all week. I think there's going to be a problem. <laughs> Don't follow it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jason, what's been your sort of developments? Look at me for these two teams. Similar to, to what Mark said, actually, uh, in terms of adjusting since that boy. I think that was a kind of crucial, crucial stage of the season for the, the Chiefs as a whole. Uh, the obvious answer is how their defense has stepped up this year, uh, led by Spags, of course. Mm. And, you know, he's really doing some good things off the back of that. I think we're going to discuss that a bit more in depth when we have this Chiefs deep dive breakdown. So I'll go a bit deeper and say the knock-on effect that that has had on Patrick Mahomes and having being able to rely on that stronger defence, he has decided, OK, I don't need to take these Mahomesian deep shots, make magic happen every time. Last year, we saw them lose Tyreek Hill to free agency and even then they kind of became more diverse in that past game. The deep shots became less prominent. This year again, they've just taken it a step further. Don't get me wrong, you know, he's less yards per game this season than he's ever had, over 20 yards less um, than any season prior. The fewest touchdowns per game, most interceptions of the season. This has not been a, a good year for Mahomes, and he won't be happy with it, but his adjustments have allowed the Chiefs to win in terms of embracing that good defence. Um, I wonder can he be proud of it though Jason like yeah doing it under a different like when you're well all that will matter to him is he's winning at the yeah, end of the day when I talk about Rashi Rice there the air yards to get the ball to Rashi Rice is 5.6 mm. air yards that's, that's so small like on average that's like so few it's, it shows about that dif- different offence that they're playing and like that's a massive adjustment to be able to do that it is and yeah people, I mean people talk about Brock Purdy is the game manager but Mahomes himself has learned to manage these games in, in, in recent weeks it's almost 
reminiscent of Tom Brady in his early Patriots career. You know, those first few years, he did enough to get get the wins and let the defense do their thing. And then Tom Brady broke out in his kind of crazy Mahomes phase. Mahomes has kind of done it a bit backwards, came into the league winning with this high-flying offense, but now he's winning in a much different way uh, and relying on the whole team to get that job done. I'm really excited to hear what some of these guys have to say tonight. And I know we're going to be at Open a Night tonight, a heap of us, and we're going to have uh, a short-form video thing out in the morning and also some content coming out as well. So do watch out for that early Tuesday morning Ireland time. I want to talk a little bit about the health of the 49ers, lads. I mean, it's one thing that you actually picked up on, Mark, yourself last night whenever we were sort of talking about this I over a beer. I weeks ago because I was like, we shouldn't actually acknowledge it at some point. Like, they were beat up for years. Like, Kyle Shanahan, we are going to talk about Kyle Shanahan. They were like Arsenal. The what? They were like Arsenal. Arsenal You're right. are notorious for injuries. But but he was given, I've got to, we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan. He was definitely given an out for a number of years because they did not have a quarterback that could stay on the field for longer than seven games. So it's like, yeah, have it, and I'll let you talk about it, Mike. But absolutely, it's, it's worth talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, was, I was literally like halfway changing the camera all professionally. Like, oh, I'll let you talk about it. Okay, we're back, back full screen. Uh, the funny thing was, like, what, two years ago McCaffrey had that injury? And now there's been nothing substantial yet, but in weeks, uh, I think week six against the Browns, he left in the third quarter at one point. In week uh, week 17 against the Commanders, he had a strained calf. Now, these are not, these are not significant but issues. But it, Michael. But it shows it, you he's getting over the line. Debo Samuel misses three games. It wasn't that he missed the whole season, but they lost the three games that he's missing it. And then when, that, when he went out in that game, they're like, it's not good. That calf strain is not good. Brock Purdy missed some time in the same game. So when they leave that, you're like, this is season-altering. And then they're playing by the end of the game. You've probably got a touchdown. It's so important. Like you, Philadelphia last year was the exact same. There few teams had as much injury luck as the Eagles. Um, Fortuners are on that streak this year. And to be honest, they are due it because they've had some terrible Hufanga seasons. Is in terms of Hufanga is obviously a massive one. Yeah. But like they've been, but every team has a massive loss. Yeah. But they, they've been for, and they, I'm not going to say they deserve it or whatever, but for fans, I'm sure it has taken the load off a bit because they've gone to the Super Bowl and they haven't lost another major key like they have other years. Like, and, and the NFC Championship game last year is like case in point of this whole thing. When they, I had them to win it, Brock Purdy goes in, out injured, and we never got a game gone. And that's something that nobody wants to see this weekend. We, we, we want to see Purdy, CMC finish. And it's funny because... Oh, we haven't jinxed it, have we, Michael? No, we haven't. But two, two years ago, this <laughs> Niners team this Niners team was a team that was really, really reset on like a, a rebuild. They were called being called injury-prone. CMC was being called injury-prone. Two years later, he's the finalist for the MVP in the NFL. He's a Russian champ of the season. And he's helped the Niners to the Super Bowl. It's unbelievable what can happen in the space of two years. And frankly, taking away Purdy's injury. If Purdy wasn't injured in the Eagles game last year, who knows what would have happened. So this is this is the time for the Niners. They've been pushing on the wall for the last couple of years. I think it's really interesting to look at a couple of things. Like, you know, you've got people close to the team saying if the game had have been on Sunday, that everybody would have been good to go. But you've got guys, Eric Armstead's got a knee or foot issue at the moment. George Kittle's got a toe problem. Now I understand they're not serious issues. But I guess the reality is we're coming to the end of the season. Every team's going to have knocks. But when you look at different guys, you're talking about X-Factors? you would presume Kittle's fight but you would wonder exactly what percent these lads are at and you, you, we're not going to know this before Sunday every player in the NFL says by the time I got to December I was at like 50% that yeah. they're all in bits so that's it like they pushed through it they're absolute monsters and that's why they're the best I'm sure the, the same world. thing's happening on that other side of the ball as well in the Chiefs locker room so as long as there's nothing that's stopping them from playing and certainly you know I'd say 
going to be a very drastic injury to keep the likes of Kittle out from, from, from playing. I don't think Atoa is going to quite do that I think, for him. That, to be honest with you, if somebody's leg was, was hanging off and playing the Super Bowl, you would, because you've, you've, <laughs> like, you've enough time to get over it. But for a lot of these guys, a lot of these players in this Niners team, this is their first opportunity to get in this position since Miami for some of them. And this is the key point. We'll talk about this on Wednesday or Thursday. They have had so many guys that were on that roster or they have, they've had an experience of this moment. They're ready to go. The keys are in the car. I'd like to go back to the very first segment where we were talking about uh, maybe the strangest person we've seen on who, who have you seen there now? Raider Row. I'm currently looking at... Uh, a Cowboys fan with a Rey Mysterio mask on and his back says Super Cowboy. <laughs> that's the guy cowboy. with like, the Super Cowboy in the back. He was up there a minute ago. Um, so I'll revise my answer to Super Cowboy. Hashtag Super Cowboy. Mark, anybody else you've seen over the last 20 minutes? No, we, uh, no it's cool. I've seen the, um, the big guys around that we've talked about or whatever. All those, uh, but you're expecting to see your Mike Florios and your Peter Kings around. So uh, no, I think uh, Rey Mysterio over there <laughs> might be a good show. <laughs> Um, we, we, have did a, say, we did see Aidan O'Connell and Jacoby Myers as well. We did. did I mention that already? Maybe Aidan O'Connell uh, looks like a lad that went to the devs last week. <laughs> like, literally, he, look, he looks like a guy that just rocked up and had a bit of crack. Yeah. It's been a really weird sort of day because we, we actually had the, the luxury, I guess, of popping in yesterday and just getting set up. And it feels like today a lot of people are just getting set up and it's going to get a bit busier tomorrow. But we have the guys walk around. It was... It, it was busier last year in Phoenix Mark. It definitely was on the Monday. So I, I presume Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be nuts. It has to be bananas now, like, you know. So um, it'll be interesting. But before we go, open a night tonight. What's the plan, boys? Who are we going to rack the heads up? Oh, yeah, no, we, we have a bit of content coming out. We'll talk to some fans, <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, there's some... you, still, you said, like, oh, yeah. No, like, we, we're, I plan to have every single one of the players. So, yeah, is there anything like you want to hear from them that you know, you're, you're not going to get that? opportunity again for example Fredo or Chomp Tito or King oh man if we could get that one in yeah let's go <laughs> sneak the <laughs> question the that off I, like, I'm really excited I don't know about you Jason I'm, I'm really excited to see what the stadium is like I've never been in the stadium we've seen pictures stars there now apparently Rogue right now is the rumour he likes going rogue in the stadium but I'm really, really excited to see what the stadium is like the fact that we're going to be on the field they're actually bringing a different field in at the end of the week for this game this is an open night like no other so you, you know, already in your element with Radio Row you must be buzzing right now the stadium looks impressive from the outside uh, so yeah very excited to get to get in there and, and you know see exactly what it looks like it definitely looks like it's decks to the nines as you'd expect I'm looking forward to seeing Mark Davis's hair put in person will he be there will he be there it's an open class he's the only he might, he might, he might not well we'll see him over the course of the week I'm looking forward to seeing that legendary haircut that he has I'm looking forward to seeing what Andy Reid wears tonight if he wears like a red blazer or like a, like a blazer with like the Chiefs logo just plastered around it, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. And but more so, Donna Kelsey. Because they'll have her on for half an hour chatting there, you know. Do you remember last year she came out in the half and half? She sure was. Like the, yeah. like the O'Neill's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anyone can talk about O'Neill's jersey, if anyone's got a VPN for TC Carr, do please let us know. Anything, any final words, lads? Cunis? Good night, God bless. Oh, oh, Jesus. What's up? No. Oh, I thought you were going to confess something. I thought this is it. No, you've, you've not. Oh, okay. Have you any final words, Jason? No. Jason oh, good. Sorry. Yeah, looking forward to opening night. And, <laughs> um, sharing that experience with everyone. Is this like an Irish thing, like a southern thing? Like, can I confess? I don't know. Oh, I've never. Thirty-two years on this planet, I've never heard that in my life. But that's why I was like, 
oh my god he's going to tell us something really cool here <laughs> do you know what I mean um, we're back on Tuesday at 10pm local time in Ireland I don't know why I said local time because we're just in a really really weird time zone right now if you have any questions if you have any comments if you'd like us to do anything you can hit us up on X on Instagram and on TikTok that's NFL Ireland uh, really received a lot of lovely messages over the last 24 hours so well, thank you everybody for that folks You're just to continue support please if anything comes into your mind about this week if you'd like to see us do something please do reach out to us uh, it means the world to be here we're buzzing to be here and we'll be back tomorrow god willing if we survive open the night uh, for now it's long a file carry on bye bye